everyone, and welcome back to the Moral Hangover Podcast. I'm your host, Katie Dombrowski. Yes, that is my last name. I'm no longer going by Katie Dom. My dad is embarrassed for me because he thinks I'm trying to disown my heritage. So I'm Polish and proud, and I am here with my producer, Victoria Bruno. <laughs> Hi, what are you eating? It looks so good. Okay, Vic, I'm basically a chef at this point. Last night, we did an outdoor barbecue with my family, and I made some guacamole, and today... You know what? Round two, another dish of guac. So I did quesadildos. That's what I call them. Um, <laughs> quesadillas with quesadildos. And I made some guac. Oh, my God. It looks it's so really good. It's really a fan fave. Do you put cilantro in your guac? That uh, is a hot No. Guac. I love cilantro. Okay. Well, you're the spawn of Satan then if you like cilantro. <laughs> it's what makes Chipotle's guacamole so good. I honestly don't love Chipotle's guacamole. And this is controversial. I actually hate their chips. Their chips are way too salty. Mm-mm. You know my hack? When I go there, I order the hard tacos, and that I rip them up, and that tastes better than their chips. Their oh, chips can no. be soggy. It's like a hit or miss with their chips. I just feel like I can't get enough food on the chip. Maybe that's like a personal issue because I need to stop eating so much, but I just feel like they're not as scoopable <laughs> as I want them to be. I know. they need. Maybe if they made them scoopables, we should let them know. <laughs> but speaking of Chipotle... For some life updates, I just became a DoorDash driver, which is honestly one of the most embarrassing things I think I've ever admitted to anyone. Uh, I did my first trip like a couple weeks ago, and I've done probably like a handful now. And you know what? It is great during quarantine because you don't see anyone. Like, I'm not embarrassed. I don't see anyone. No one hears me say, oh, hi, I'm Katie. I'm picking up for Susan. This is a DoorDash driver. Is, do you make good money from it? And do you run into people you know or really not because of quarantine so surprisingly I made like a decent amount of money I the first time I did it I drove for about an hour I did three trips and I made $25 and can you collect it right away so you get paid every Monday so you get paid weekly every Monday but the only downside is you are considered an independent contractor so you will get hit with taxes you have to save at least half the money you're making to pay off the taxes which that part no one tells me about so that part kind of sucks which makes me not so happy about it. Like I stopped doing it as much because I'm worried about the taxes and getting hit with it. But I haven't ran into anyone I know. It's been pretty chill. Imagine you gave it to a boy that you knew. Like what would you do if his That's name popped what I up? Always worry about. Okay, because we can't see a picture of them. You can't see anything about them. You just see where they live and you see their order. And it's the weirdest thing. People be playing outside as I'm delivering their food. And it is beyond awkward because they don't want to talk to you. They think you're an effing weirdo because you're a delivery driver. At least that's what I do whenever I see a delivery driver. I avoid them at all costs. And they'll just stare at you as I'm putting their food on the porch. So it's bound to happen. I match with everyone in my area, so it's bound to happen. You're breaking all stereotypes because I think when people think of their delivery driver, they don't think of a blonde pretty girl. And that's very kind of story, but I look like a crackhead every time I do it. I put my little hangover hat on, set a plug. And I put some sunglasses on. I got my mask. I'm in full cognito. That's great. It's lit. What's new with you? I know you just came back from vacation. Are you feeling refreshed? I'm not happy to be back. But during my vacation, I got some good grams. They didn't get as many likes as I wanted. But I am back on the gram. But the biggest thing that made me mad is I went to bed. And what I do is when I post a picture, I turn off my Instagram, I don't get notifications, and I check back like five hours later. So it's like a fun surprise. <laughs> okay, but what if the surprise isn't what you want? We're like, oh, shit. Well, for me, I woke up to like 10 comments.
comments from these random boutiques commenting, want to collab, DM. And I told you about this this morning, now it's at night. I just went on my Instagram after deleting all these posts, and guess what's sitting there? DM collab. Collab, question mark, DM us. No, bitch. I don't want to collab with you, and it's like a scam. Like, what do they want me to do? Uh, DM them and say, yeah, let's collab. What do they want me to do? Buy their shitty-ass product? That's not collabing. Okay, this is actually, if you think of this, and I didn't tell you this today. I don't know what's going on, but these sugar daddies keep commenting on my stuff. I've had to block yes! three people, and they're like, I want to shower you in well, no contact, no sexual, unless you want it that way. I'm like, no, fucker, get out of here. Wait, no, no, no. Who commented on yours? What if like, we have the same person? Thomas. Yes! Yes! Thomas Wright. <laughs> Thomas Wright. Yes, Thomas Wright. <laughs> Shout out Thomas Wright. I just read it. He commented on a picture that I posted in October, and he goes, "Feel comfortable with the old pop money. I want to spoil some sugar baby all day and always. Got an allowance every week. If interested, PM. Heart and American flag." He sent the exact same message to me, and he commented <sighs> on my family Christmas photo. Pick. Pick a worse photo to put it on. Are you kidding me? The disrespect of Jesus Christ on a Christmas photo. This is about baby Jesus, not sugar daddies, okay? That's so funny. Like, does he listen to the podcast and found us both? No, but, okay, people who say they want a sugar daddy, they actually don't. I joke around and I say, oh, I'd love a sugar daddy. First of all, I don't want to deal with some old man. And second of all, what do we even have in common? What are we even going to talk about? I know, it's weird. And third of all, they can come back and say it was theft and that you stole all this money from them. I know. But you know what? I think Temple was like one of the top schools in the country that had sugar daddies. So um, it works out for some people. And I wish it worked out for me. But do you, though? Do you, though? Would Andrew like if you had a sugar daddy? Probably not. Yes, I was with him this week, and I was like, Andrew, look at all these messages I get. And he's like, Victoria, you need to do it. We could split the profits. We can make money. And I'm like, Andrew, I'm going to have to kiss them. And he's like, no, do everything but that. And I'm like, Andrew, no, they're going to, like, attack me. But he's all all about it because he thinks that he'll get some of the money. It's all a scam. I worry that if I even did it, not that I'm even considering it, but if I did do it, They can take all my Venmo. Like, once I have your Venmo username, I don't know. It's just scary. You never know with sickos. You're right. Speaking of sickos and sliding in the DMs, (laughs) isn't that a great slide? Yeah, where are you going? (laughs) Oh, just wait, Vic. You know where I'm going with this. For our listeners who have been with us since the start, we all know I've dated a friend of a friend. We went to a Sixers game. In my household, we, we describe him as rich sex. That's what my younger sister calls him. You know, we haven't talked since that date that we had, and that was probably, like, last October. He slides into my DMs all the time now. It's just a coincidence that I finally have a podcast and I'm interviewing cool people that he just wants to slide his way in. He messages me about Teresa Judice from Real Housewives in New Jersey, which is a great plan if you ask me because he knows I love Housewives, and we actually watched it together one time. So he slides in. He's like, have you seen Teresa's cameo video? (laughs) All of my Housewife fans. This cameo video is the most cringe thing. Teresa is saying, hi, um, your family told me you were fucking someone who had chlamydia, but thanks for supporting me on Housewives. Bye. That's actually what she sounds like, and she's had so much face work done that her face can't move. 
So he was like, what do you think of this? And then I obviously gave my opinion. And he was spelling Teresa with a freaking H. Anyone who knows Teresa Judice knows it's not with an H. It's T-E-R. That's why her nickname's Trey or Tur, however you want to pronounce it. I give him A for effort with that because if anyone wants to win the key to your heart, it's through the housewives. I agree. But <laughs> it didn't end well. So this is what bothers me. It's like, you can't be a jerk and expect me to forget everything that went on between us. And then slyly try to come back in. Like, yes, I'll be polite. I'll be cordial. But in the back of my head, I'm thinking, you must think I'm dumb. Didn't he ghost you now that I'm thinking about it? Oh, my God. So I don't know why I reference everything as TikTok in my life. I really need to stop. But there's that song from Takashi69, whatever. And it's like, are you dumb, stupid? Like, literally, that's what I would send to him. Like, he ghosted you. I forgot about this. And, what, he's going to act all normal like nothing happened? Well, the weirdest part is that he ghosted me, and we have mutual friends. Like, his guy friend's girlfriend is one of my good friends. Obviously, I'm going to see him or be in the same place as him sooner or later. Like, post-quarantine, I'm sure I will see him out if I go out with my friend. Yeah, it's so weird. So why would you ghost someone that you're clearly going to see? Do you want to make it awkward every time we socially interact with each other? Boys are so stupid. It, like, blows my mind. Well, we remember, for our listeners who have been with us for a while, you know that he, we talked about this in Connor Staley's episode, he was seeing one of our mutual friends, that's a girl, while he was seeing me. So I wonder if he's sliding back in her DMs, too. Who knows? We should be comparing notes. <laughs> should I be comparing notes? I should reach out to her, actually. Wow. My dogs clearly agree. <laughs> 100% agree. I have some commentary. Speaking of Connor Saley, though, we have another Texan on today's episode. Today we have Alea Benavidez. You probably know her from Pilot Pete's season of The Bachelor in ABC. She was Miss Texas in 2019. And honestly, she's just a baddie. She's so beautiful. And she was very controversial in Pilot Pete's season. When we talked with her and sat down, she was so fun and not what I expected at all. Yeah, she was so down to earth. And she gave us a glimpse into the Raya app, the infamous Raya app. But I did let you down. I did not ask her to (laughs) suggest you. What the fuck, Vic? I'm sorry. I, I talk about it on the podcast. That's the first thing I do. And I failed you. Well, she said Raya wasn't even that good. Yeah, good point. Even if I did get on Raya, would I even meet up with the people? Probably not. I messaged yeah. people on Do I actually want to meet up with them? Yeah, no. True. She did say people are from, like, other countries. So is it really worth the hype? Probably not. Also, she has a boutique, 3B's Boutique. And with every purchase, it benefits a literacy initiative for local classrooms, for different school supplies, all of that. She's big on reading. We'll talk about her battle with dyslexia. So if you haven't shopped with 3B's Boutique, definitely check them out on Instagram. So sit back, relax, and enjoy an interview with Alea Benavidez from Pilot Pete's season of The Bachelor. Victoria and I are so excited to introduce Alea Benavidez. Woo! Welcome to the Moral Hangover! Hello! <laughs> How is your quarantine going? Oh, man. Well, I live in Texas, so we're kind of all over the place. We're on lockdown, on quarantine. We reopened pretty much all the way, and now they're over here saying that we might have to go back into quarantine because they feel like they reopened too fast. So we're kind of all over the place on this side of the world. That's what I heard because my one friend, her boyfriend lives in Dallas, and he was saying how they were open, and now they're shutting everything back down in Dallas. 
Yep, they're doing it everywhere. So San Antonio, Houston, Dallas, everywhere. It's crazy. I can't imagine. It's like you finally get your hopes up. You're like, oh my God, I can go out. Everything's going to be great. And then it's completely shut down again. Yep. Part of me feels like they're shutting everything down before the 4th of July. They're like, oh, it's about to get really crazy for the 4th. Let's let, let's shut this down before everybody gets their hopes up. Yeah, that makes sense. Have you been getting out at all? Yeah, I have. I mean, like I said, Texas pretty much had reopened. So um, I was just in Austin the other weekend with some other girls from the show. Tell us who. I was with Tammy and Jasmine from my season. And we met up with Sheridan from the Listen to Your Heart. And okay. then we met up with Mike also from Hannah's season. Yes, we all know Mike. Mike's a daddy. We all know Mike. Yeah. So <laughs> we all kind of hung out in Austin, which was really cool. I also met up with Olivia and um, Carity from Ben's season. I love how everyone in the Bachelor world, it's like this network and everyone's just yeah. automatically friends. That's what I was saying. That's what we were talking about. It's like, it's kind of weird because like we've never met, but we have this one thing that we all kind of bonded on. So we don't know you, but we know you type of deal. Yeah. It's like, it's like you've watched them, you've kept up with them. Yeah. Pretty cool. I love it. Let's dive into something that like, I just wanted to ask you because I know you have a huge following on Instagram and you're so beautiful. What are the strangest compliments you've ever gotten? Like post a show with the comments or anything? Um, one thing that I get a lot, I get it all the time, is that I look like James Charles. Like I've had so Okay, many- how do you take that? I don't even know I how to take that. I love it because I freaking love James Charles. I'm like, can you keep saying that and tag him every time and we can do like a collab together or something? Because I freaking love James. But that was the one comment that I'd never gotten before and I get it all the time now like people always are like I thought this was James Charles it looks like James Charles with his brunette wig and I'm like thank you like that's awesome see now that you say it I can kind of see it but right? I think it's because it's yeah. like really good makeup like I think both of you without makeup probably not but it's like the yes. makeup I think that's what kind of um, makes it happen somebody did like a side-by-side of us with similar makeup styles and then they did one of both of us with no makeup and similar glasses um it was on the show when I was I was actually wearing Hannah Ann's glasses and it was the day of the pool party and it's a picture of me with these small glasses and James has similar glasses and they did that next to each other I was like oh man I do see it I, we're, we're siblings we're sisters you guys really are we got to get a Morphe collab in the works for you too I know I'm here for it so speaking of makeup do you have a favorite app because I feel like with makeup I love looking at like Instagram or TikTok what's like your favorite for makeup inspo or just in general what's like app do you love um I mean probably TikTok TikTok's like a a recent guilty pleasure you know I feel like in quarantine everybody downloaded it we're all learning like I'm a savage all that stuff (laughs) like you just can't help it but there's so many awesome makeup artists on there and so I go and I see these people doing like crazy incredible makeup and I'm like dang I gotta step up my game like all I got going for me is a winged liner and that's all I got no you got a lot going for you you got a lot going for you but I um, creative though. I need to start busting out like the rhinestones and the purples and the, I don't know, glitter. I totally get that. Last night I was watching TikTok and this one girl, it's the weirdest thing that they'll be 12 years old. Well, they look like they're 12 years old. And then they'll do the, look at me. I put a face on. Wow. And, like, oh. and, and it, they look oh like. God, you look 25 and you have fire flame eyeshadow. I don't yes. even know what this is. And like a sleek back ponytail. I'm like, first of all. At this age, how do you have the funds to even do all that? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, the bit of full-on hair extension, hair piece. I'm like, you guys are literally in high school. Like, I just don't know how you're doing this, but I'm here for it. I wish I looked like that in high school. In high school, I had, like, really bad blonde zebra highlights. Like, 
they were some streaky, chunky highlights, and it was a not good time. How'd you fix it? Um, I. Or did I you like that look? Were you into no, that? No, I hated it. It was so bad. I loved it at the time. I thought I was so cute, right? I had bangs. I had my streaky blonde highlight. And my hair was really long and dead because I was just dyeing it on top of dye, on top of dye. Like, it was horrible. So I chopped it off. I, like, cut my hair up to my chin, dyed it back to brown, and just kind of let it do what it did. So is this all your natural hair now, or do you do highlights, extensions? Um, so I do highlights. So I kind of get a little bit of face framing blonde. Um, and I have had extensions for like two years. So when I first got them, my hair was probably about right here. And then now my hair is as long as the extensions. So this is as long as my natural wow. hair. And I just have a few extensions in right now. Not very many. Just a couple because I feel weird without them now. I've had them for so long. I love them on you. They look so good. I'm like dying to get them. My hair is probably. You have really thick hair, it looks like. I, I'd like to think I do. I've really been taking my biotin and I used to bleach the shit out of my hair. But now I kind of do the thing where it's just like right around the face and the rest is yep. kind of just my natural with like baby lights. Do you do the hand tied or do you do eye tips? Neither. I do rows. So they're called natural beaded rows is what I do. So it's literally just a big row of hair. And they sew it on. Good to know. Mm, I love it. I tried tape-ins. I've had tape-ins before, and I didn't like them. Tape-ins also look like trash. Like, not to be a bitch, but tape-ins look so bad. Like, if they're not done well, they totally can. And for me, my issue when I had them was, I don't know why, but they would fall out. I would just have a tape-in just come out randomly. And I'm like, "Uh, we're not playing this game. Like, I'm not going to do out of dinner with your friends and your extensions are falling out. Like, that's trashy. No. So I had extensions on the show. Like Mm -hmm. I said, I had them for two years. And during the pillow fight, when Sydney pulled my hair, I remember um, everybody was like, are you okay? And I was like, don't worry, they ain't going nowhere. Oh my God. Did that hurt like hell? No, it didn't. I mean, I'm not tender headed either. So I don't really, I didn't even realize it, honestly, until afterwards. And everybody was like, oh my gosh, no hair pulling. And I'm like, did she pull my hair? She did. Like, I didn't feel it. You're so in the moment. Yeah. That really is indestructible. Did you have like wine or anything? Like, was that numbing the head a little bit? No, no. Beforehand, I don't think I had. Well, I mean, we had a glass of champagne in the bus, but that's it. Like, just one. Not enough. That's impressive. I'm very tender-headed. I feel like when the hair brushes my hair, I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, I can't do it. No, I'm definitely not. Would you say most of the girls who come on the show have extensions? Um, no. I can only think of. Well. Ish. It depends. Some girls have clip-in extensions. Like, I remember a few girls had, like, permanent extensions like me. I can think of at least two others that did. And then a couple girls had clip-ins that they would wear for, like, rose ceremonies or dates or, you know, nicer nights when mm-hmm. they would style their hair. But I don't remember if everybody did or how many people. You know what I really loved about your season? How I felt like this one, they showed most girls without makeup on sometimes. Yeah. Like sometimes they don't really show that. But this season they were, I was like, I love just seeing everyone's natural beauty. It shows you like, yeah, they're real just like us. Yeah. No, I remember somebody after the show aired was like giving me shit on Instagram. And they were like, oh my gosh, you always wear so much makeup. Why don't you not wear makeup? I'm like, did you watch the show? I like never wore makeup unless it was for a date. I literally never wore makeup on the show. Some people are just crazy, but I I agree. I really liked that. I thought it made at least some of it a little bit more relatable. Yeah, definitely. But I think as a contestant, I would have been like, "Mm, I don't know if I want to show this. Okay, so you think that, because that's what I thought going in. I was like, 
especially coming from a pageant background, I'm so used to in pageants when you go to like, you have to be on all the time makeup wise. You never know when there's going to be a camera put in your face. Like you always have to look the part. So I thought I would have a similar mindset going into this. You don't because you're just kind of think of what you're doing during quarantine and how you're bored in the house and you're in the house bored. You got nothing to do. It's the same thing in the mansion. So you have nothing to do. You want to save your skin. So you don't want to be caking makeup on 24 Mm seven. So like the first day, yeah, everybody put on lots of makeup, looked really pretty. And then after that, all of us were like, okay, skincare. Let's let our face breathe. Yeah. My skin would have not looked cute if I wore makeup every single day. Speaking of makeup, I need to know what lashes you wear because I cannot stop staring at them. So I have a whole lash collection. Oh, let's see. Let's see it. I'm like a makeup junkie, so I love seeing what other people use and love. Oh, God. Um, okay, so when I say I have, like, a collection, I mean, like... And you're hearing Alea opening up yeah, her collection right now. <laughs> it's, like, kind of obnoxious how many... Wow. And those are the good lashes. This is not an Ardell lash collection. This is, like, a velour lashes. Do you have House of Lashes? I love lashes. I just, I do. And I like trying different styles. So these ones that I'm wearing are Lashed by Odie. I haven't heard of that one. So it's someone here in San Antonio. We actually went to the same college um, and they reached out to me wanting me to try the lashes. So I did. I was like, yeah, sure. I'll give them a try. And I freaking love them. So it's Lely, L-E-L-Y, Lely lashes are the ones that I'm wearing right now. These are the lashes that I wore um, night one out of the limo also. I got, got plenty, girl. What's like your all-time fave? So Lash by Lodi, is that your favorite one you use to the side? I do really like hers. She's pretty up there. I also just started using Glam Girl Lash and she has one called Self Made that I really like and I wear a lot. And then she has Boss Babe and Boss Babe are like, they're really tiny. Okay. So they're more natural. So it really just depends on the makeup look. Do you we, usually like it tapered? Like where it's yes. short on the inside, longer on the outside, kind yes. of giving the cat eye look? Cat eye look. Love that. Good to know. Everyone has a different style. I love hearing about it. Because like some people love lashes that are stacked in the middle. But then yeah. I personally like it where it's more of the cat eye and it's elongates the eye. That's me. I think because I have such big eyes. Like I have really round eyes and I don't love that I do on some people but on me I always feel like I'm too people always tell me I'm cute and I'm like I just want to be a Victoria's Secret model let me feel literally same okay I'm not even gonna lie so the other day I went to pick up my friend's brother at this party because he was like mom I don't feel comfortable can you get me so we're like oh don't worry Mrs. Schwartz we'll pick up we'll pick up Logan her brother who's like 21 and so we go there to pick him up I'm 23 and they literally thought I was 19 years old. I was like, I literally have a full-time job. Like, I, I work. Like, and they're like, oh, my God, are you 19? Do you go here? I'm like, I don't go to this college, okay? Yeah. See, that's me without makeup. Like, if I have no makeup on and my hair's in a ponytail, they're like, mm, no, this is a fake ID. And I'm like, ah, uh, no, it's not. I'm 25. Thank you. Are you actually 25? I didn't know I'll that. I'll be 25 in August. So. Um, oh, my gosh. Well, happy early birthday. Thanks. Are you a Leo? Yes. Can you I- tell? I I spiritually relate to a Leo. I'm a Virgo by birthday, but I feel like Leo stuff relates more to me than Virgo. I'm like a Leo through and through. Like stereotypical Leo it me definition. Vic, what's your horoscope? I'm a Capricorn, so that's why I'm so like not controlling, I don't like that word, but we're very like organized. kind of controlling. Yeah. 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 Vic has her shit together. She really does. Love that. <laughs> I don't. So Let's dive into this because we talked to Connor Staley. And I know I said this in the outline to you. We talked to Connor Staley and had him on our episode. 
And have you two connected? Because I know you guys are Texans. Mike's a Texan, so I know yeah. you've met with him. But have you had contact with Connor Silly? Like, everyone who listened to our episode has so many questions about him. So I feel like we just have to ask you. Um, Not really. I mean, we follow each other on Instagram. We've messaged, like, once or twice just about the show when it was airing. That's really it. So, because he lives over in Dallas, which may as well be, like, the other side of the world in Texas terms. So, not really. Good to know. Hot tea. We love that. I feel like he's really sliding into people's DMs from your season. That's the vibe we were getting when we talked with him. It was literally, (laughs) like, it was more so, like, if I'm being honest, I was the one that was, like, hey, do you have any advice for while this is airing? It was, I was really nervous before the show aired, because obviously I knew everything that had happened with me and I was like crap I wonder you know the questions everybody has like how produced is it how edited is it when it airs like I was super nervous so I wanted to get you know somebody's opinion and he was the only person from Bachelor Nation who was following me at that point so I decided just to ask like hey I'm really nervous give a girl some advice and so he was really really nice it was all friendly and that's really the only time we've ever talked that's awesome. That's good. Yeah. Like we were saying, like with the Bachelor Nation Network, that's so nice that you guys can like have those conversations. Yeah, it was definitely something that was comforting for me. It was like, okay, this is somebody that just went through this. Help us, help a sister out. Yeah, literally help a sister out. From like an unbiased point of view. So growing up, you did pageants. How did your pageant experience kind of like mold you into who you are today? So I actually didn't start doing pageants until I was like 17, like 16 or 17. So a little bit older. I was like a junior, senior in high school. Um, And I was super awkward beforehand. Like I was super insecure. I was super socially awkward. I couldn't speak. I I was probably like the most awkward person you would have met. I I find that so hard to believe just talking to you now. Right. Because I've been, I did it for so long and you really don't have much of a choice. It kind of has to break you out of your shell. So beforehand, yeah, I was super shy, super timid, super quiet. And so I started doing pageants kind of just to get out of my comfort zone and try something different. I really like challenging myself and kind of pushing myself past what I think I can do. And that was something that was easy enough to try. And so I kind of caught the pageant bug, which is what they call it. And I just kept wanting to do it. And the people you meet when you do it are super awesome. Like I still talk to so many girls that I've met through pageants. My best friend, I met her through a pageant. So yeah, it's it's a weird world and it's really fun, but it really helped encourage me to be more confident. Like they are constantly promoting confidence and pageants have a stereotype to be really catty, but the girls really aren't. They're super encouraging and uplifting and who knows if it's all fake, but even if it's fake, it still feels really good and helps you feel <laughs> lifted and confident. So what were like the, I don't know what you call them, like categories or yeah. what, is that what you call them categories? Like what categories did you have to do for the pageant? I know they used to have bikini categories. I don't know if that's still a thing. But. Yeah, so there's lots of different pageant systems and each system does it differently. So the one that I was involved in was the Miss USA system which is super famously known for being the one that Trump used to own before he was president. Mm -hmm. Um, So that one does do swimsuits. So we have like a private interview. We have an onstage interview, evening gown and swimsuit, which swimsuit is more so like physical fitness, but you're in a bikini. So that those are the phases of competition. Do they not do talent? Because I I, on TV shows they do talent, but like I don't know if that's actually real. Okay, so not Miss USA. So Miss America does talent, but that's a totally different system. So they don't do swimsuit anymore, and they do talent instead. Gotcha. Very very different, vastly different systems. 
What kind of like questions did they ask you in your interviews, like the private and the ones on stage? Anything, anything under the sun. Interview was the most nerve wracking thing because they could ask you literally anything. I mean, not my year, but another year they asked a girl, it was um, an election year and we were down to Trump or Hillary. And they literally asked her on stage on a live television show, who are you voting for in the upcoming election, Trump or Hillary? And she was like, uh, the audience booed. It was horrible, but you have to be ready for anything. Like they can ask you. That's just so controversial though, because I feel like someone's going to oppose whatever you're going to say either way. Yes. So there was, I don't know if you remember, but there was a snippet on The Bachelor when I was talking to Sydney and she was asking me kind of about all that. And I said, like, you know, I, because of pageants, I know how to answer questions without answering. And everybody took it as like, I know how to be fake and like, get out of a sticky situation. When in reality, I was talking about pageants, specifically questions like that. Like if they ask you something hyper controversial, like who are you voting for in the upcoming election? What are your thoughts on abortion? What are your thoughts on like some hyper controversial issue? You can answer the question politically correct and not offend anybody. So you know how to answer the question without giving a direct point blank answer. And everybody took that so wrong, but I'm like, no, 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 no. If you, if you did pageants, you would understand what I meant by that. And that's also a skill to have in life, like even working or whatever you're doing. It's a skill to have professionally to know how to answer questions like indirectly. Yes, exactly. Know how to answer questions without offending anybody or upsetting anybody. Especially right now, because I feel like everyone is offended by everything. You can't say anything. I even get worried in this podcast. I'm like, oh, my God, who am I going to offend? Because everyone's so hypersensitive. I know. And it's like, who can we offend now by just saying that? Like, probably someone. So yesterday, this is the weirdest thing that's ever happened to me, I think. Yesterday, I was on TikTok, and there was this video. And it was, like, this really awesome fashion video. And I was over here like, ooh, yes, girl, get it. And so I don't know if you remember that trend a while back on TikTok that was like talking about a badass outfit. And it was like, respect the drip, Karen. Like, do you remember oh, that trend? Oh, yeah. yes. So of I did. And I was like, ooh, girl, casually flexing on us. Respect the drip, Karen. This girl went crazy and like attacked me and was like saying, Karen, you better watch yourself, bitch. Like, da, da, da. Oh coming God. at me. And I was like. It, it was a compliment. I was literally complimenting your like, but it was, I'm referencing an old TikTok trend. Like, I'm sorry that you got confused by that. And she blocked me. And I'm like, okay, that's so dramatic. I was giving you a compliment. It's not my fault. You didn't understand. Was this girl like famous? Was she like the same fame like caliber no, as you? I mean, she has more followers than I do on all platforms. She is a bigger name than I am for sure. But the fact that she got so like instantly defensive, I was like, apparently you can offend people with compliments now too. So proceed with caution. Literally. Craziest thing that's ever happened. Calm down. And I apologize too. I was like, I'm sorry. I didn't. I, this is what I was referencing. I'm super sorry. Like it's all respect. No disrespect at all. And still I got blocked so that was that was great you know what it happens unfortunately like I feel like you win some you lose some and you can't argue with those people yeah you can't yeah there's no arguing that was fun but you know what a for effort you really tried to be a nice person so you got to give yourself a pat on the back for that I try everyone loves a free compliment here and there that's what I thought but don't use the word Karen okay so you won Miss Texas in 2019 so what happened after that So um, the way the system kind of works is when you win your state title, you have to go compete at the national level. So you have to go compete at Miss USA. And so you basically spend the whole year, you know, doing volunteer work, 
doing appearances, you know, just doing a lot of different things, kind of whatever the organization needs you to do, you do. And at the same time, you're training for Miss USA. And you don't really know when it is. You kind of have a general idea that it's going to be sometime in the late spring, but that's it. You're training constantly. So like a normal day for me would be like I would wake up at 5 a.m. I would do fasted cardio. I would eat breakfast, go to work from 7 to 5, get off work, go to the gym for two hours, come home, do interview prep, do walking prep, go to bed and do it again the next day. So like my schedule sucked. I can't even imagine. Wait, so you were working like a full time job as you were preparing for this. Oh my God. Wait, so what were you doing in your full-time job? I had no idea like you were working. Yeah. Not, so I, I don't mean like a mean way. I just didn't know. No, yeah. I was an orthodontic assistant still. So I've been doing that for like two and a half years now. I've been working at the same office through all that. My boss was really nice and really lenient and has let me take the time off that I need for all the crazy things I keep finding myself doing in my life. But yeah, it was it was a lot to handle. You're a great poster child for an orthodontics office. I would go if I saw your teeth. So <laughs> somebody told me that the other day. They're like, your smile is literally your ad. I'm like, thank you. Thank you. It really is. Like, that's what I judge. Like, okay, so my orthodontist, which is funny. I'm recording in my dad's office and across the street is my orthodontist. And he had a huge gap in his teeth and nothing against gaps. But I was like, okay, if I'm seeing an orthodontist, like, I, I want my gap closed. Like, I, right. Like, for style now which I totally I understand but like, time. it just threw me off I was like okay I make it work I joke with my boss all the time because everybody in my office all my coworkers, and him all have perfect teeth we've all gone through orthodontics everybody's teeth are like really really nice and so I'm like is this like a an unspoken prerequisite to getting hired at your office like your teeth have to have already gone through ortho or what's happening here oh 100% secretly yeah they wouldn't ever admit it but it is it really is. Like, that's like a hair salon. If you go to a hair salon and the person's hair is trash, oh, you're yeah. going to be like, mm, I don't know. Your hair does not look great, and I don't want mine to look like that. So, literally. Yeah, felt that. Okay, so you did the orthodontics thing. How did you even balance that all? Like, your I, days were jam-packed. Like, didn't you have days when you were, like, literally, like, fuck this. I don't want to do this yes. anymore. Yes. And you have to think you're also, like, trying to diet and eat healthy during that time. So, like, I wasn't being able to just splurge on pizza and cake and donuts whenever I wanted. I was having to, you know, watch what I was eating. So I was super grumpy because I'm like craving the worst food possible. I'm over here like craving Taco Bell and McDonald's, even though I hate those places, just because my body wants something horrible. And so I would, yeah, I would be so grumpy sometimes, but it was, I mean, it was worth it. What I kept reminding myself is like, I'm literally going to be on national television in a bikini. You don't, you don't want to. You don't want to risk that. True. So true. So I know we can talk about Bachelor, but what have you been doing post the Miss USA competition? Well, so Miss USA was in about a year ago. So it was in May of last year. And then I gave up my Miss Texas title in September. So you keep the title for a year. And then after that, I left for filming for The Bachelor like two weeks after that. So left for filming, and then it was kind of, I literally went pageants to Bachelor. Were you still keeping up with that, like, workout, eating, routine? Oh, God, no. <laughs> okay, good. No, not even close. Literally after Miss USA, I came home, I ate pizza every day for a month straight. Like, not even exaggerating. Good. You needed to treat yourself. I feel like for all that, that hard work. Awesome. Oh, my gosh. Pizza sounds so good right now. I'm, like, attempting to get it after this. Pizza's always the move. I feel like there's been a lot of hot topics with Bachelor Nation recently. Yeah. 
how do you feel about Claire Crawley's season? I just want it to freaking happen already. I think all of us do. I'm just, like, ready for it. Like, don't get me wrong. This whole, like, Bachelor greatest of all time thing is cute. And it's kind of a nice walk down memory lane. But I know Claire's really eager and ready. I'm really eager and ready because I'm curious to see how it goes now with an older Bachelorette. And now that they've had time to recast and they've obviously still been going through casting, are we keeping the same guys that they announced way back when? Are we getting new guys? Are we getting older guys that are kind of more closer to her age? What what are we doing? They casted Matt on her season when it came out, like when Reality Steve leaked it. And yeah, and now he's The Bachelor. So I know. I thought that was crazy. confusing. I was um, talking to Tammy and Jasmine. I'm like, I wonder what all the other guys that he got cast with feel about that. Like, they're probably oh, yeah, like, I wish that was me. That I never met. And now he's The Bachelor. Yeah, and now he doesn't have to go through the grueling process of what, like, a season yeah. actually is competing against other guys. He just gets to be the head, which I'm so happy I love him. Yeah. And because I followed him with Tyler. But at the same time, it's like, I guess maybe other people in Bachelor World are like, why? He didn't go through the process that everyone else did. And that's what I'm curious about. Right of passage. He didn't, he didn't go through the process, so he's going to kind of get thrown into it. And, it, like, he doesn't have that... Because it's different when people tell you, like, oh, this is what the experience is like versus experiencing it yourself. Mm-hmm. And so somebody else made a really good point that was like, I wonder how the guys on Claire's season are going to act knowing there is no shot at being The Bachelor. You know, because some people do, unfortunately, go on with that in mind. Like, oh, well, if it doesn't work out with Claire, I could still be The Bachelor. No, you can't because we already have well, a Bachelor. Now- now with Bachelor in Paradise, they're like, I'm waiting for my time to shine in that moment. If that's but even going to happen. Exactly. So. Yeah, we don't know. Well, I just read the other day that they're quarantining Claire's season, or Claire's contestants. Some I don't remember what the location was, but they're quarantining them for a week altogether, yeah. and then they're going to start filming. Um, I, I think it's going to be a free-for-all. I think they're going to be like, honestly, I don't even care because... They're not going to win anything at the end of this. So, I mean, they will. They'll win. One of them will win Claire, but then there's no opportunity to be The Bachelor. Yeah, and there may not even be an opportunity for Paradise anytime soon either for them. So you have to be there for the right reasons. And I just thought they're probably going to be in The Bachelor Mansion the entire season because they're not going to be traveling abroad right now. Right. Well, yeah. So, I mean, what I'm hearing, and who knows how reputable this is, I'm just hearing it from the internet. So it could be absolutely nothing that they're not even going to shoot in the bachelor mansion, that they're going to go to a resort and that the whole thing's going to be there. But I mean, that was just something I think fun. So it's like, it could be accurate. It could not be accurate. Who knows? But cause yeah, I mean, you can't even go on dates. It's not like they can go places in LA even. True. So a resort would actually be smart. I love like guessing all the things that you think it could be and what not to be. Theories. I kind of hope that's true because if it is, so if it is like in a resort and everybody's staying there and all the dates are on, like on property, just imagine how good that could get. You know, oh, I'm gonna sneak out of my hotel room to go to Claire's hotel room, or yeah, they're having a date at the pool. We're all gonna like creep around the corner. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I feel like it's gonna get really interesting. I also feel like tensions will get really high because everyone's cooped up in the same spot instead of like when you guys are constantly traveling and you do get a little bit of time away from each other. Yeah. Well, you don't, you never get time away from each other ever, but you get a change of scenery at least. Yeah. That's a little, which helps a little bit. Yeah. 
So since going on The Bachelor, have you been dating at all? And are you on Raya? I need to know. (laughs) Yes, I have used Raya. I actually was on Raya before this show. So the pageant girls, the girls that I competed at Miss USA with, a lot of the girls were on it. And I went to Mexico with one of them and they convinced me to download it. So I did just kind of for fun. And I've gone on a couple dates from it, but Raya is kind of whatever because it connects you with people from literally anywhere in the world. Like I've connected with somebody from freaking Sweden and I'm like, let's just be honest. I'm literally never going to meet you. So it's more so like a way to meet cool people for me. Because I don't really see anything happening with me and some guy that lives in Spain. Have you ever matched with Pete Davidson? We were talking about on the podcast that there's a rumor that he, like, matches with everyone. No, I haven't even seen him on the app, actually. Probably deleted it. You know, he goes through social media phases. So <laughs> what is it even like, like, the app? Like, I know Hinge, Hinge's format, I'm on Hinge. But, like, what's the format? Is it, like, pictures and questions or? No, there's no questions, which is kind of annoying. It's, like, pictures, and it's, like, a weird little slideshow. So it's the one picture, and then you tap it, and it goes through, like, a slideshow of photos. And you pick a song that's, like, your profile song. So it's literally just, like, a slideshow of photos with your song. And then you can add a bio if you want, but you don't have to. And your Instagram's connected to it. So... Wow. That's it. But there, yeah, there's no questions. There's no get to know me, nothing. So what's your song? I don't know. Um, my song is... Oh, yeah, we're bringing it up. We're bringing it up. I love this. This is like the mysterious app that everyone talks about, but... It's like the Illuminati dating app. It, it literally is the Illuminati because Call Her Daddy has hyped up Raya so much from Alex Cooper being on it that everyone's like... Everyone keeps telling me, like, Katie, you need to get it on Raya. And I'm like, okay, I don't even know how it's going to happen, but, like, we'll make it happen. Good Life by James Gillespie is my song. How does that go? Can you can you sing it or give us a sample? Oh, yeah, that's my song. Are you a big country girl? Um, ish. I I like lots of music, so I don't really have like one type that's like my genre. But I do like country music. I mean, I'm from Texas. It's kind of a requirement. They would kick yeah. me out of the state if I. Did. <laughs> Oh my God, that's amazing. I want to dive into your business because we haven't touched on that yet. And I feel like it's such a boss babe thing of you to be doing. So tell us about 3B's Boutique. Yeah. So um, it's actually something my mom and I have always wanted to do was start a boutique. We love fashion, loves clothes, love accessories. So we were like, well, how hard can it be? So about two years ago, we set out to open a boutique, kind of see how it would go. And we've been officially open for business, running, operating, making sales for a little over a year now. Um, it's That's awesome. So we had our one-year anniversary in May. It's all online right now, which is nice because that means I can completely operate my full-time job, live my life, and just before I go to bed at night, package up some orders um, and get them shipped out the next day. So it's not like I have to worry about, oh, my store is open. I need to, you know, put somebody on payroll. So I don't have all those stresses quite yet, but our goal would be to eventually open a storefront. So we're kind of, we're working in that direction, but it's been really good. That's awesome. So you guys ship and package it all from like your house? Yeah. Wow. That's dedication. So on top of like your orthodontic assistant and then that, wow. Your time management skills. That's what I was going to say. The side hustles are real. 
Yeah. I I don't do well staying in one place for long or like not doing anything. So I like to stay busy. Same. Okay. This is so embarrassing. I just signed up to be a DoorDash. You know what? I'm not doing anything because Philadelphia, where we live, is completely on lockdown. Like we're yeah. in phase right. We just went in yellow, but like things aren't really aren't really open. So like people aren't really getting together. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna like f around and be a DoorDash driver because one of my yeah. friend's brothers does it and makes seventy dollars a day for doing like four orders. Yeah, it's from what I've heard, it's super easy, and especially now because it's all contactless delivery. You just like drop it off at their door, right? And yeah, there you go. Which is yeah. the best because then I don't have to see anyone and embarrass myself. Like if I'm doing it because I've grown up here, I don't want to run into like anyone I've like matched with on like a dating app or like Noah. Yeah. So oh my god, imagine. That would be hilarious. <laughs> that honestly would happen to me. Uh, that would be funny. Yeah, so updates to come on that. But we love side hustles. So you're packaging everything from your house. What kind of styles can we see coming up in the fall for the boutique? Um, So we already have like a t-shirt that says leaves and lattes. That's so freaking cute. So in the fall, we do a lot more, um, you know, autumn colors. So like the burnt oranges. I really want to get football season attire but I don't even know if football season's really gonna happen so I'm holding off on that but just a lot of dark oranges and what's that color burgundy and that almost mustardy yellow like I, I like fall colors one of my favorite times of year so we'll get more stuff like that my favorite thing though is the the accessories we always have really cute statement earrings and that's my big thing so those are what typically do really well for us is the statement pieces Good to know. So earrings, everyone check out their earrings and what's their Instagram handle? I know it's in your bio, but for people who are just trying to look at it right now, it's what at three bees boutique, all one word. So it's at three underscore bees underscore boutique. Yeah. Got it. So everyone check them out, check out their statement earrings and check out their clothes. Excited. I may need to buy something. I have like an online shopping problem. So I gotta, I gotta support the cause. Of course. Same, for sure. Well, and what's kind of nice is we donate a portion of all of the um, profits we make at the end of the year to different literacy initiatives, classrooms. Like, so we want to be able to give back still. So last year um, was our first year, so we didn't have a huge, huge profit, but we still took 10% of our profits and donated them to a classroom in San Antonio. And you know, just trying to help in different ways that we can. Cause like, yeah, fashion's fun, but when you can do something better and do something like give it forward, it's so much better. Definitely. So why did you pick literacy as your foundation? So it's not foundation, but your organization that you want to contribute to. Yeah. So I have always loved reading and writing, but I'm dyslexic. So it hasn't always been like super duper easy for me. But like I said, I always like to push myself and kind of push the envelope and see where I can go with things. And so you know, I hear that I have a learning disability and I'm dyslexic and this is going to be harder for me. And I'm like, Psh, I got this. So literacy has always just been something I'm super passionate about. Like I love storytelling. I love writing. I love communicating. But I get that it's not easy for everybody. And some people that are diagnosed with dyslexia, they really shy away from it. They don't like it because it makes them feel, you know, lesser. Like they don't feel like they're up to par with their classmates or with their peers. And so um, when I was Miss Texas, that was kind of what I advocated for through the year is I would talk to people about, you know, my learning disability and how I kind of have worked around in my life and stuff like that. So when I stopped doing pageants, I was like, okay, how can I keep advocating for this? How can I keep helping people with this? And so the boutique was the perfect thing for me. It was like, okay, so 
people really don't care what I have to say anymore, but I can at least donate. And I think that's such a beautiful thing that you picked literacy because I think so many kids struggle with, first of all, peer pressure in school, but also there's so much judgment of what people are thinking. And if you feel like you can't keep up with everyone at the same learning level, it really hinders your self-confidence. I mean, I've experienced that. Like, so I have, I definitely have ADD, but it's like induced through anxiety, which is like, it's the most interesting combination. But I mean, I've definitely felt in the classroom, like, oh my God, do I seem dumb? And I, and you know, that's not the case, but it just takes sometimes people a little bit longer to learn something. So I think that's a beautiful thing that you're advocating for that. Yeah, I mean, I get that totally. Because a lot of the times, if you don't feel like you can keep up with your peers, you you don't say anything. You're not understanding what's happening. You're not understanding what the teacher's saying. And rather than speaking up and being like, hey, I don't understand this, you're just going to keep quiet and keep to yourself and let yourself fall behind for fear of being ridiculed or being made fun of. So I hate when people feel like that. I don't want students to feel that way. It's okay to ask questions. It's okay to not understand. That's the entire purpose of going to school. And that's the whole reason your teacher is there is to help you understand. So I feel like when, like, I know there's a lot of kids that look up to me, whether it's for the bachelor or for pageants. And if I can tell them like, look, I'm the same way. I struggle with it too. I have to slow down and ask questions, but it helps. I feel like it makes them feel a little bit less unworthy and a little less ridiculed if they're like, okay, here's somebody that I see and I look up to. And they have the same struggles that I do. Like, it's not weird. It's not, you know, there's not anything wrong with me. It's normal and it's okay. 100% agree. And it's like, it makes you so relatable because I mean, you're so beautiful. You're so well-spoken and it's like, okay, she, she has this. And I don't even want to say disability because that's what bothers me when people say disability. And they, it kind of has the connotation like, like, I don't know. I just, I don't like the connotation. It feels negative to me, but like, you know what? You can, you can have it all and you can have your ups, you can have your downs, you can have your struggles, whatever, but you're still a person and you're still a beautiful person in that. So I just, I just love the whole message you're sending. And I really think it's relatable to kids. That's the goal. Anyway, before I get all deep and get on my soapbox, hangover or get over. So this, because we're the moral hangover, we do this thing where it's like advice because we have all these, I would say like college students and like post-grad people that listen to our podcast. So Number one, I don't think we're obsessed with Connor Staley because we're not, because I didn't even watch his season, to be honest. But when we had him on, everyone was like, oh, my God, Katie, you guys need to date because they felt like chemistry between us, but there really wasn't. But everyone was like, you need to ask Alea how to get coffee with him, because my best friend just moved to Dallas. So what would be your plan of attack? I mean, I literally harassed the kid through DM to get him on the podcast and email. But. Oh, God. (laughs) Okay. So. I'm, I'm just the like, shoot your shot type. So my friends always make fun of me because I'm not shy. Like if I'm interested in somebody or I just want to get to know somebody, I I will slide into the DMs. I will invite them out. Like I'm not shy at all. So my advice would be just to shoot your shot. Like just to ask, be like, Hey, I'm going to be the, be in the area. If you're around, love to grab coffee, love to catch up somewhere other than FaceTime. Like let's hang out in person, whatever. And my thing is the worst that can happen is they don't respond. Like, yeah, if they don't respond, there's your answer. But if they do respond, there you go. Shoot your shot 2020. Do it for Kobe. True. Okay. I like that. I've never heard that, but I'm going to start using that. Okay. So second question we have for you. I feel like with your season, you received a lot of negativity. And I mean, just from talking to you, you're so sweet. And I mean, I honestly like love your personality, but I feel like on the show, it kind of, 
it didn't make you seem like the way you are now that I'm talking to you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So you have like a lot of negativity and I feel like people have really been coming at you since you've been on television. Yeah. What's your best way to kind of like drown them out and not let it affect you and like keep plugging yeah. in and chugging along? So it was really hard initially. Like at first I was really dreading it because again, I knew what was going to air before it aired in terms of, I, I knew what I was present for. I knew what had happened with me and I knew it was not going to be accepted well by America. So I was like, great, this is going to suck. Um, and don't get me wrong. I got a ton of hate. Like when the episodes were airing, I got so many crazy, horrible, nasty DMs that were just like absolutely appalling. And the way that I kind of drowned them out was I stayed really busy during that time while everybody was giving me a lot of hate. I surrounded myself with my friends and my family and people that loved me no matter what and knew me. And that helped me a ton. And nowadays people are bored with it. And so they don't really hate on me as much, but every now and again, I'll get those DMs. Like everybody on the show hated you. Why are you even hanging out with anybody? Like they don't even like you. Uh, you're obviously psychotic, like crazy, stupid, horrible things. And my response is always just like, do you believe everything that you see on TV or? Literally like it's for entertainment. Like people forget like this is entertainment. This like this is what people seem to forget that if you were followed around with a video camera 24 seven all day, every day, what would the world see about you? Like, not everybody's perfect. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not saying that I'm perfect and that I didn't make mistakes. I did. And there's some things like I wish that I wouldn't have come back and said anything about the Chase Rice thing. I didn't have malicious intent, but I can see how it would come across that way. And I've since apologized multiple times to Victoria F about it. And we're cool now. We're fine because we're adults and we're able to have that conversation and move on. But some people are still stuck on it. And I'm like, don't act like you haven't come back and talk to your friend like, oh, my gosh, yeah my BFF just went on a date with so-and-so and and can you believe that? And you you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's natural human instinct to want to discuss information. And it doesn't mean that you're trying to be nasty. It doesn't mean you're trying to start rumors. You're just talking about something. So we we all do it. So I know. So that was kind of my thing is I get that. That wasn't the best thing. I wish I could take it back, but I can't. I've apologized. I've done everything to move forward from that. Nobody's perfect. Like if a camera followed you around all day, I promise you the world would not always love everything that you do or say. Yeah, no, like I will be ripped to shreds. Like I'm just thinking about me during quarantine and how I've been treating my family. I live at home and I'm like, I'm so ready to move out. Like I've just been on one because everyone's so close together. Everyone's, you know, tired. Everyone is just like stressed out. So yes. It's just human and people seem to forget that. So I just kind of remind them of that. Like, look, if you don't want to take the time to get to know me, that's great. But just remember that you don't genuinely know me. Like, you know what you've seen. You don't know me. You've never met me. Let me buy you a coffee sometime. Let's chat. And I promise if you still hate mm-hmm. me, I'll let you hate me. You can create you a, such, a fan account. You have such thick skin for that. I feel like I'd be crying. I, I could not handle it. my <laughs> shit. You literally, you have no choice. You either sink or swim. You are either going to fall into like a chronic depression or you're just going to have to suck it up and deal with it. And don't get me wrong. I've had like crazy anxiety since the show aired. Yeah. Because I, you know, you go out in public and every now and again, I'll have somebody recognize me and come up and want to grab a photo, which is awesome. And I love meeting people. But then I start thinking like, oh my God, how long have they like been watching me before deciding to come up and say uh, hi? Like how many other people have recognized me, but not said anything? Like. You know, there's this weird lack of privacy that you feel all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. So 
I don't really love going out anymore. I kind of, I prefer doing low-key things, but still, not all rainbows and butterflies. Well, luckily we're virtual, so thank God for that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a little private. Um, okay, so last question we have for you. So, I feel like there's this big thing of, like, publicly shading exes. I don't know if you've been keeping up with this, but, like, the Halsey g Easy thing. So, mm-hmm. she came out with Without Without Me, that song, and then he came out with this new song that just dropped, like, the other day. Um, and he's, like, basically shading her being, like, you thought I didn't know how to live without you. So, I mean, that's just one instance, but there's so many instances of people publicly shading their exes. And I know yeah. because you're on such a public show that everyone watches and tunes into, how did you avoid, like, shading Peter? Um, I just, I think really highly of Peter. Like, don't get me wrong. Again, he did totally mess up. There's some things that I'm sure if you talk to him, he wish he would have done differently. But my thing is, it's his journey. He does what he wants. It didn't work out with me and him. So that's that. Like, I have really good relationships with all of my exes. I've never had, like, a relationship fall through so badly to where I want to go around and talk poorly about this person, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I just don't like talking poorly about people. Like, it's just not something you'll never see me like talk bad about a person publicly ever, whether it's direct or shady. I mean, that's the best way to go about it. Cause then I feel like no one can come back to you and be like, Oh, you did this. You do that. Like if you just don't say anything, like my mom always says, it's like, if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. Yes. That's how I was raised. Like, don't, why, why are you putting your input into somebody else's life? It's not your business. Stay out of it. And I'm like, you're right. You're right. And also, sometimes it just gets you into more trouble because then someone will hear what you say and then go spread it around. And then, yes. and then it's, it's like a game of telephone. So it's not exactly. even accurate anymore. It's like, oh, Alea said blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, that's not even remotely close. Exactly. So it's not it's not worth opening up a can of worms. Oh, so not worth it. And I, I really do think the world of Peter. I think he's great. Mm-hmm. Again, it's a really difficult environment when you're in it. So you don't really know how you're going to react until you're actually part of it. So I can only, I know how hard it was for me as a contestant. I can only imagine how much more difficult it was for him as the lead. Cause mm-hmm. I would be exhausted after a date. Cause like those dates go for hours. It's an all day event. And he had to do that every single day. So I can only imagine how just like grueling and exhausting that was for him. Exactly. And I feel like it's also, it's natural relationships. Like for me, I'll start liking someone. And then like after a couple of days, I'm like, oh, do I actually though? Or do I just yeah. like it I just hung out with them? Like, yeah. I don't know. It, it can kind of sway your decision-making when you're hanging out with people every single day in a row. Yeah. Oh my God. Totally. A hundred percent. Cause you can be with one person one day and being like, oh my God, they're amazing. They're the one. And you're doing your interviews and you're just gushing and talking about them. But then the next day you were somebody else and you're like, I don't know, maybe they could be the one. Like, you don't know, because it's just kind of whoever you're with at the moment, and it feels good, and it feels right, and then the next day, it could feel good and right with somebody else. It's hard. So true. This is what's wrong with modern dating, okay? Number one, this is what wrong, what's wrong with modern dating. Oh, I hate dating. It's, like, the worst. It sucks. But before we run out of time, can you tell us your power move? So, power move is, like, your life hack to how you got to where you are today. Um, My power move is, in all things just say fuck it just go for it like, yes there's literally nothing <laughs> I'm always the kind that's like I'm down to do literally anything like if my friends want to you know go somewhere out of the country I'm like yeah fuck it I'll go sure I'm applying for the bachelor or doing the bachelor I was like fuck it like let's just do it <laughs> so in all things in life I'm like what's the worst that could happen it doesn't work and then okay it didn't work at least you can say you tried it 
Exactly. Vic and I always preach that. Like, we just had our last episode. We're like, so Vic and I have a dream of moving to LA and like working in entertainment. Like, she wants to do producing. I'd love to do hosting. And we're like, you know what? One day we're just going to do it. And we're going to be like, fuck it. You know what? If it works, it works. If we become broke and it doesn't work, we can always be back home with our parents. Yes. Yes. That's ex- I love that. I think that's the best way to do it. Because I've met so many people, and there's nothing wrong with this, but that just play it safe. And I'm talking to them, and I'm like, you know what I really want to do? I want to go to, like, I want to go to, like, Dublin. Let's go to Dublin. And they're like, why? I'm like, why not? Just let's just go. It'd be fun. I've never been. Yeah. And they're like, well, I don't know. Like, I have this, and it's going to be really hard to take off work. And financially, like, they're thinking of all the logistics. I'm like, book the flight the rest will fall into place like just do it it always works things always work out speaking of fucking it i think i'm gonna do my first pageant in december yeah i may need your tips i may be reaching out and asking for tips yes oh my god so i'm gonna try miss pennsylvania and see how that goes yes let me know i will i 100 will because i'm gonna need the help because i feel like i'm not the most graceful so Definitely going to need it. Not in a bad way. Like, I'm not mad about it, but. So, okay. So full disclosure with pageants, I, like I said, I've done them for a really long time. And I've always noticed that the times that I do best, the times that I actually win and do well are the times that I go in and I just say, fuck it. I'm just like, well, I'm here for a good time. I'm not here for a long time. I'm probably going to lose. Fuck it. We're just going to have fun this weekend. (laughs) And those are the times that I always end up winning. But the times that I've gone in super hyper-focused, like, okay, I need to do this and look this way and be this and blah, blah, blah. And like, I'm super hyper aware of myself. I suck. I don't place. I don't. You get too in your head. I get way too into my head. I'm psychoanalyzing the competition and the times that I've gone in and I'm just like, well, I'm here. Like I'm in it. This is going to be fun. It's going to be a good memory. I've done really well. So that's always my biggest piece of advice is enjoy it. Like genuinely allow yourself to enjoy it because you're going to seem more comfortable. You're going to have more fun. It's going to be a better experience for you, period. And the judges can tell when you're trying too hard versus when you're genuinely there and enjoying the experience. And you're like, think about it. When you go out in public with somebody and you meet somebody for the first time and you can tell they're really trying hard to, to be proper and do and say the right thing and, you know, be, be overly likable. And you're like, okay, you're trying way too hard. Yeah, like it's like, I don't want the phoniness. Exactly. And it's the same thing in pageants. Like I've done both. I've competed. I've judged. And when I judge, I always like the girls that I feel like are relatable. Like we're just having a conversation. They leave the interview and I'm like, damn, I want to be friends with her. Like just have fun. Okay. We'll do. Updates to come on that. Updates to come. Okay. Well, Alaya, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. We are honestly so honored that you came onto the podcast and answer our emails and all of that. So thank you so much. So where can everyone follow you on social if they don't already follow you? So I am Alea Benavidez on everything, on Instagram, on TikTok. Twitter, I think, is backwards. I think my Twitter is backwards. It's Benavidez Alea. And that's all I got. That's what I got. All right, perfect. Well, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And we will see you next Monday. Bye, everyone. Bye.